Welcome to the Rebranded Teacher Podcast. My name is Lauren Fulton. I'm a full-time teacher author and seller on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I help other teacher entrepreneurs grow their TPT businesses in a way that's purposeful and sustainable. So if you're looking for actionable, step-by-step ways to grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's get started. If you are struggling to find work-life balance between teachers pay teachers and teaching full-time in the classroom, then I have a special treat for you. Today, we have Kimberly Lund from The Life of Kimmy D. She's going to be talking to us all about having work-life balance and setting boundaries when you are still inside of the classroom. We're also going to be talking a little bit about managing your expectations both for yourself and for your teachers pay teachers business when you're still full-time in the classroom and so many other good pieces of information. I want you guys to meet Kim. Hey, Kimberly, how are you? I am good. Good. Now, before we get started, your Instagram is, I think, Kimmy. Do you prefer Kimmy or Kimberly? Kimmy is the name I use for business, but Kim is fine. So I'm really excited to chat with you today, Kim, about setting boundaries inside of your personal life, your work life, and your TPT business life to kind of create that work-life balance. And I'm so glad because when we opened this up to presenters for Teacher Seller Summit, I was excited that you applied to speak on this specific topic because I think it's so needed. So do you want to just start off and just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how you got started teaching? At what point in your teaching career did you decide to move into selling on Teachers Pay Teachers? And just kind of tell us a little bit about that. I've been teaching for 21 years with the school district I'm at. It's about 26 years total. I teach at the largest district in Kansas. I teach early childhood special ed. So I do three to five-year-olds. Most of them have autism. I started my own tea business about nine years ago, I think. We were really struggling for curriculum materials. And I said to my principal, I think I'm going to start my own store. And she said, you should. And so I did. And what I would do is in the summer, I would work all summer long making new products. And then during the school year, I just kind of coasted on it. I just let it be passive income. And then the summer would come around and I'd make new products again. And I didn't know any of the things I know now. And then the pandemic hit as it does. And I was like, oh, I'll learn to make boom cards. And so I made boom cards and I was just kind of going along with my summers on and falls off. And then my daughter I have three grown children, so I'm going to try to keep in mind as I talk that not everybody has grown children like I do. Some of you probably have really young children, but my daughter was in college and she went to Florida to do the Disney college program and I struggled like mentally, I was really struggling. And I was like, what can I do to get myself out of that depression? And I was like, surely there's somebody out there that talks about how to do TPT and make money at it. Whole new world. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of people that make a lot of money teaching you how to do that. So then I threw myself into it. And every minute I wasn't teaching, I was doing TPT. And, and then at some point I hit a wall and I can't even really tell you when that was, but I realized my work-life balance, my teaching, my TPT, and my personal life, they were just a mess. And so 
I sat down and I'm like, I've got to prioritize what comes first, what comes second, what am I doing when? And so I have just really focused on creating a system that works for me, what my boundaries are for work, what my boundaries are for TPT, what my boundaries are for my personal life and making that system work so that I can still grow my business. I am still growing my business. It grew quite a bit last year, but that was because I did a lot of work on it last year. But now I'm just kind of scaling, still scaling up, but scaling back on that growth so that I can have that balance. Yeah. I love that. So when you realize I've got to fix this, like something's off, I can't continue at this pace. I can't continue to do this. Say somebody's listening right now and they find themselves in that exact same position, but they're hung up on like, oh, but I have these goals for my TPT business that I really want to hit so that maybe they can leave the classroom if that's what they're wanting to do or so that they can quit that second job that they have or you know what I mean? What would you say to them? Like if they're finding themselves really struggling to fit it all in and they know that something, a change has to happen, but they're really trying to get over that mental hurdle of, but if I stop doing what I'm doing, then I won't get the change that I want. You probably aren't going to get the change you want when you want it, you're going to have to break it down into smaller steps. I'm a special ed teacher. I know all about setting goals and we want to achieve those goals as fast as we can, but you've got to break it down into steps you can actually achieve. For example, my goal this year was to grow my views and we all know how the algorithm has really tanked, Mm -hmm. but my my earnings are still going up. So I'm having to let go of some of those goals just because I'm not meeting this goal doesn't not mean I'm not meeting those goals. And sometimes when you're working on a goal, the end product sort of changes. So I would always have that goal, long-term goal in mind, but maybe think about what can I do to make that change? Like if your goal is to quit teaching and go TPT full-time, well, what can you do to make baby steps towards that change now? I know my priority is in Instagram. I use my Instagram and I don't have a blog. I let that go. You can't do everything and be a good full-time teacher and be a good full-time TPT person and be a good parent or person. So you've got to always have your priorities and you've got to know what they are before you go into it. Right. And I think sometimes I've experienced it more outside of the classroom than I experienced inside of the classroom is like, oh, I need to accomplish these goals so that I'm not as stressed, so that I'm not as worried. But in the process of doing it, I'm making myself more stressed and more worried and it's counterproductive. And yes. so sometimes taking that step back, you know, if you're like, well, I want to be able to leave the classroom, for example, so that I have more time and I have more freedom, but in the process, you're losing the tiny bit of time and freedom that you have, then it's probably not going to be worth it. So, so let's talk about this because you kind of mentioned scaling back just a second ago and talking about like determining what those priorities are. Like maybe you let your blog go like you did, or maybe you're letting Instagram go, or maybe you're letting that Facebook group that you had really high hopes for, but you just can't ever seem to get around to growing or the YouTube channel or whatever. How do you determine where to focus that time and energy? For me, it's what I find rewarding. So Instagram was my thing before I 
became more involved with my store. And so Instagram is still what I do. I don't have a lot of followers. I have like 2,200 followers, but it's fun for me. And so that's what I want to do. And I've had a blog and it wasn't fun for me. And I've always been one that when it stops bringing me joy, I stop doing it. So like I blog, it wasn't fun. I stopped doing it. I scrapbook, it wasn't fun. I stopped doing it. I've just always been one to let things go. When they don't bring me joy anymore, I'll sell everything or my craft supplies, whatever. It's gone. So you just have to move on and find something else that brings you joy. Yeah. And I would also say that finding that balance between what's bringing you joy and what's making you money, because ultimately the thing, if it, it can bring you a ton of joy, but if it's not making you any money and that's where you're putting all of your time and energy and effort into, then like, for example, I'm sure that you would not be spending all of your efforts on Instagram if Instagram wasn't working for you, you know, in some way, shape or form, or you didn't see some promise with Instagram, you know, but for sure, like if you don't enjoy doing it, then you're going to dread working and you're probably going to procrastinate and put that off a little bit. Can we talk just a little bit about maybe managing expectations I know, and I kind of talked to you a little bit about this before we started recording, but I know like when I'm talking to people, sometimes they kind of have unrealistic expectations either of themselves or of their business. First being that maybe they have an unrealistic expectation of themselves that they're going to be able to work 15, 20, 30 hours a week on top of their teaching job. And then the second being maybe an unrealistic expectation out of their business where they don't have that kind of time to invest and they have maybe, you know, five hours a month or five hours a week. And they have unrealistic expectations as far as like the kind of growth that they could experience from that. Can you kind of maybe speak to that for a minute and just talk about what were you seeing maybe from your personal experience of what you were seeing when you were spending a lot of time, maybe too much time working on your business versus now where you scaled way back? I was pretty much flat sales. And then I started growing. I grew 200% last year. So I grew a lot. I am a very niche product, very niche. I make adapted books only for three to five-year-olds with autism. And so I kind of caught the market at a really good time and I built on that. But I was literally working. I got up in the morning. I worked until I went to school. I came home. I worked until I went to bed. I stopped to make dinner most nights. And so I had pretty much no life other than that. I had a personal life, but not much. Now that I've scaled back, I'm still equaling last year's earnings, but I still think that I could get away with maybe working five hours a week and keep my sales where they are because I have my system so down now. I think that's part of it is you've got to get familiar with what you want to achieve. I've got my store branding. It's taken me a year, but I've got it down to what I want my covers to look like, what I want my logo to look like. I know what my brand is. I know what my emails, how they should sound. I know what my Instagram should look like. So now when I sit down to do those things, and also I should admit, I've gotten my store to a point where I can hire someone that plans my Instagram for me. She writes all my captions for me. I just do the visuals because I enjoy that part. This is how I prefer to do it. I have a week that's my social media week. So when I come home in the evening, I spend an hour. So one hour each weeknight. So five hours a week doing my social media. And you could do five hours of blogging or five hours of your email, whatever you want to spend it on. But it's not that much time. You could do it after the kids went to bed. It's just 
that you have to know your own business so well that you know when you sit down what you're going to do. But now, like you said, you think you could get away with working five hours a week and maintaining. And Mm -hmm. I think some people hear that and they're like, maintaining. Well, maintaining isn't good enough. That's not what, but maintaining right now in our economy, that's, that's really, that's a big deal to be maintaining your level of income working five hours a week is substantial. And then probably if we weren't in a recession right now, you would probably say like, oh, five hours a week. And I could be seeing some growth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually have shameless plug. I have a, a workshop called five hour teacher author. I'll put a link to it down in the side of the show notes that does exactly what you're talking about, like has that plan so that you know, every time when you sit down, what you're working on, you know? So talk to us a little bit more about this because I'm not in the classroom and I haven't been in the classroom for many years now, may will be four years. So I don't have that same kind of outside stress or responsibility. So talk to us about determining boundaries. You, you sent to me your five points, kind of your outline for the session that you're going to be doing at Teacher Sellers Summit. And I'm really excited about all five points. <laughs> so you'll have to come to the Teacher Sellers Summit to hear all five of them. But the first one that you had was determining your boundaries. Can you talk a little bit about determining your boundaries? What does that mean? And where are we placing these boundaries? So you teach people how you want to be treated. And that starts with your boundaries. So your first thing to do is figure out what's non-negotiable. For me, it's my lunch hour. And I work very closely with two other women. I have two pairs in my room. And so they know my non-negotiable is don't bug me during my lunch hour. So now there are times that I break my own rules. But for the most part, my boundary is I want a quiet half an hour of my lunch and no one bug me. So they go sit in their cars. I don't ask them to, I swear, but they eat their lunch in their cars and I eat my lunch in my classroom and we all just have our quiet. Because as you can imagine, a classroom full of three-year-olds with autism is very loud. So when we have our, we have two sessions, so we have our break, we're quiet. And then the next step in my boundary setting is determining what work I'll take home. There are some things that I will take home, like If I need to write an IEP, if there's an important IEP coming up, I'll write that from home because I can do it. I've been writing IEPs for 25 years. I can do them fairly quickly. And that's something I can do from home. I won't lesson plan from home. I will do that on my plan time. I will do it. I sometimes do that over my lunch hour. It's just, you've got to figure out, here's the task I have to do. Here's when I'm willing to do them. And then the next one is your communication boundaries. So For me, this one's kind of weird. I won't communicate with admin about school outside of work hours. I wouldn't answer her until I was at work, but I will communicate with parents because to me, the core of teaching three-year-olds is being that child's first teacher. And so it's very important to me that if they have a question come up at home, they have an app they can contact me on. So it's not like they have 24-7 access to me. But if I see there's a notification, I will check it. And like, I had a child get hurt in my classroom yesterday. And so I checked it last night and the mom was telling me how it went. And I just 
feel that's my priority in my classroom, that parent relationship. And it pays off later because when you get to the delegating part of the whole work-life balance thing and you need to delegate things, if you have that relationship with your parents and they trust you, you can delegate to them. Mm -hmm. They'll do projects for you. They'll send in supplies. So it all kind of is intertwined and works together. And then the last part is learning to say no and not feel guilty about it. And that is the one that is the hardest for all of us. But I have learned. So our teacher contract says we don't have to sign up for committees if we don't want to. And we would go in on the first day of school. And I truly love my principal, but she would have all the sign up sheets for all the committees up. And and she'd say, before you leave, walk around, sign up for a committee. And I would leave and walk around and walk right out the door. I don't want to sign up for committees. That's my own boundary. And so I didn't actually have to say no. But if someone asked me to do something, we had a an outside of school activity. And she said, does anyone want to do this? I will pay you to do this. And I'm sorry, I don't want to do that. And you just, you have to learn how to say no and be polite. I'm sorry, my plate's full. I'm sorry, I don't have time for that. That's the hardest thing for teachers to do because most of us went into teaching because we want to help. And so it's really hard to learn to say no. And that's when we find ourselves working over our lunch hour and stressing and coming in early and staying late. And what I feel called to do is tell you it's okay to say no and tell you it's okay to let some things go and your classroom doesn't have to be perfect. And it's okay to ask for help and all of those things that have to do with teaching. Because if you can get your teaching life under control and feel like you're being successful and in, and confident in that, then that gives you more time to work on your store as well. And, and if you're if you're stressed out with work and you've got unresolved problems there, or you've got things that you still have to figure out, then that kind of occupies so much of your creative brain space. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you have the time to work on other things, you know, in your TPT business or at home and in your personal life, you don't really want to. It kind of, you know, takes away, demotivates you. Can we talk a little bit about boundaries within the TPT space? Like, what does that look like? What do boundaries look like when you're working in your TPT business? Well, it a lot of it is staying away from social media. <laughs> there are some Facebook groups that I stay away from because there is a lot of angst right now. And personalized search actually benefited me. And so I try to stay away and, and because then I don't, I feel bad for the people it didn't benefit. So, but also realizing I can't do it all. I can't do SEO and do blogging and make everything pretty. There's too many things. I can't do my own product photography. Like I've taken all the classes and, and a lot of the people I've taken classes from are presenting at the conference. And, but I just, can't do it all. And so it's maintaining that laser focus on this is what you have decided will be good for your class, Kim, or your class. See, I'm focused on how many classes I've taken. This is what is going to be good for your store. This class doesn't fit into that vision for your store. You don't, even though every one of your little teachers pay teachers friends is taking it, you don't need to take it. And so stay focused on your goals. So I think it's really easy to get distracted by this shiny new class or this shiny new feature or this shiny new, we don't like what Teachers Pay Teachers is doing. And I just try to keep my head down and do what I'm doing. And I try to stay with it enough that I know what's going on but not enough that I get sucked into the drama. Yeah. You know, I feel like I was really lucky when I first started 
TPT. I think it was in 2016 and I didn't get serious till the end of 2017, but it was, I didn't even know about some of the Facebook groups that exist until I went to the TPT conference in 2019. Like that's how long I was able to stay out of any kind of drama and didn't even know anything was going on. There was an algorithm change somewhere in there. There was a payout difference in there when they increased the, their percentage, their commission percentage. I had no clue. And I was so blissfully happy with what was happening inside of my business. And I think that there is a time to make sure that you're involved and you're staying current and up to date because it is your business. But there's a lot to be said for protecting your peace of mind. And if your business is doing well and you have a success path laid out for you, to just focusing on those good things that are happening and not being too worried about some of the other things that are going on. Yeah, and I totally appreciate those who are advocating and totally. are trying to make things happen and trying to get teachers, pay teachers to do new things. But right now, it goes back to my boundaries and what I can handle. And I can't handle my personal life, my teaching life and that. So I'm just going to stick my head down and do what I need to do and lend my support as I can, but I don't have much to lend. That's a healthy perspective and a healthy outlook to have is that you don't have to take on the problems of the TPT seller community as a whole. Well, yes, I agree. And I do appreciate, but first and foremost, you're here for your business. Like that's really what this is about. This is your business for your family and to meet your own personal goals. And so protect Protecting that outlook, I think, is really important. It's kind of like that thing they tell new teachers, don't go in the workroom. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> That's exactly kind of right. Is. <laughs> don't sit in the lunchroom. That's exactly right. Probably some good advice to take away from that. So, Kimmy, tell us a little bit about the changes that you experienced when you started setting these boundaries for yourself. What did that do for you and what did it do for your business and your personal life? Like what kind of changes did you see when you started implementing? I'm a happier person. I can tell in my own self that I'm a more confident person. Like I know when someone asks me a question or a situation's presented to me, I know whether I can say yes or no. I don't have to like go, should I or should I not? <laughs> my grown daughter is thinking about taking a different job and she's back and forth. And I'm like, oh, I know like that because I know what my boundaries are. I feel so much stronger and more confident and knowing what I am comfortable doing and what I'm not comfortable doing and saying yes to and what I can say no to without feeling guilty. So like my store, if I get an opportunity to be a part of a collaborative group. I'm not going to say yes to something that requires me to comment on a bunch of different Instagram. I, I just cannot keep up with that. Now know that's my boundary. But if it's something that I just have to send out three emails and I can pre-schedule those, okay, I can do that. It is just trial and error. Like I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't have spent this year overworking myself. But I think I could have probably figured that out without overworking myself as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. And I love that very first thing that you said that you, you know, you're a happier person. And I think that's just, that's really, really important. So we're really excited for your session at Teachers Sellers Summit. 
And you're talking about more about the five foundations for building a work-life balance. And I'm really, really excited about that. You're going to be talking about scheduling time for yourself, delegating, bookmarking your spot, and understanding that tomorrow is a new day and kind of deep diving into all of those pieces. And I'm really excited for other people to be able to hear and to learn because I know that when I was in the classroom, it was hearing other people talk about setting those boundaries was really important for me to be reminded of every single day. And even when you were talking now, I'm like, that very much applies to me, you know, when I'm like not even in the classroom anymore, but still trying to have that balance. And I think, you know, so many times I know for myself, I thought, well, when I get out of the classroom, that this will kind of fix itself, but that's not what happens. And so even when you meet those goals that you think you you're like, oh, when I get to this point in my business, then I'll be able to kind of like have that balance. And that's not how it works. You just continue to get further and further out of balance until you really check yourself. So I love that. And I thank you so much for coming on and sharing today. Where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you? I am on Instagram at the life of Kimmy D. It's T-H-E-L-I-F-E-O-F. K-I-M-M-I-E-D. And my store is adopted by Kimmy D. Well, I'm so excited. What's next for you and your business? I'm just going to keep plugging along. And I hope to have 200 new products by the end of summer. And that's pretty much my big goal. So wow, that's a lot of products, a lot of new products. It is, but I've already, so I just make a few a week and my summer is to get them all packaged up and listed. So Nice. I love that. Well, thanks so much for being here. And we'll put a link to Kimmy's store and Kimmy's Instagram down inside of the description. Well, thank you. And we'll see you at Teacher Seller Summit. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Put out weekly content for TPT sellers to help you grow your Teachers Pay Teachers business. If you want to learn more about Kim and connect with her, you can find links to her Instagram and to her Teachers Pay Teachers store down inside of the description. And you can meet her yourself at the Teacher Seller Summit this summer, July 6th through the 9th. You want to make sure and go ahead and get your tickets. I can't wait to see you there. If you want to learn more and grow more with me, then you can find me inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy. Rebranded Teacher Academy is a low-cost monthly membership that gives you access to my entire course and content catalog from courses for brand new TPT sellers like Selling 101 to more advanced sellers inside of strategic growth, Ditch the Overwhelm, a quick start library where you can pick any topic that you would like to learn more about, watch a short video, and then immediately implement what you learned with a corresponding workbook. But what RTA members tend to love most are the monthly challenge and strategy sessions where every single month I give you step-by-step strategies that you can implement inside of your business in the form of a fun monthly challenge that helps you move your business forward every single month. If you want to learn more about Rebranded Teacher Academy and how you can become a member, you can find more about that down inside of the description. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you would share about it on social media and help other TPT sellers find it too. I'll see you right here next week.